Time now for Vikings Fan Line on the Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. Your chance to talk about today's game with the Vikings broadcast team. Add to the conversation on Vikings Fan Line by calling 651-989-KFAN or toll-free 1-800-320-5326. Now it's your reaction to all the action. Vikings Fan Line. Here's KFAN's Ron Johnson and Corey Cove. 24-17, the final at U.S. Bank Stadium. Two weeks in a row, primetime football. This time, the Minnesota Vikings get the W, improving to 6-4-1, and one, defeating the Green Bay Packers in the border battle. The Packers falling to 4-6-1. I'm Eric Nordquist in for Corey Cove. Doing Vikings fan line, your opportunity to sound off on the victory. Joining me, the familiar voice of Ron Johnson, one of the best go-for-wide receivers of all time. He's excited about the axe. But before we get to that part of it, let's talk about this Minnesota Vikings victory, Ron. Uh, your thoughts, 24-17, the final here this evening. Uh, it was a it was a back-and-forth battle that for some reason didn't seem too exciting. It started off real exciting with two quick touchdowns by both teams, and then it kind of got like somebody got lulled to sleep. Like it was a, it was a bunch of back-and-forth. Uh, but honestly, the Packers played sloppy football tonight. The, the, the muff punt, um, some of the Aaron Rodgers miscues of just holding the ball way too long. Um, it just didn't seem like... Like they had it all together. And even when Xavier Rose went out, they tried to take advantage of Houghton Hill and uh, Devontae Adams drops the ball. But overall, honestly, the Vikings got the win. They won by, you know, win by seven. That was the key. You got to come out of here with a win because you do not want to get behind the eight ball as far as trying to maintain that playoff race in six, four, and one. Uh, it's good enough for fifth place right now. And they're, you know, the top wild card spot. And the Redskins are right behind them. But they're going to have to continue to rattle off some more wins. But this was the first key one. Uh, 651-989-5326, 800-320-5326. Call, get on hold, and get an opportunity to speak your mind on the victory this evening. Uh, what I'll lead into with this, Ron, though, is 29 of 38 for 342 yards. Kirk Cousins, three TDs, no interceptions tonight. Uh, Operation bounce back for the quarterback following a tough outing in Chicago was a success, wasn't it? Yes, that's what we said. I know you said it a bunch. A bunch of people were saying that we need, I think on Fox we talked about it, does Kirk Cousins have to have a big game? Vikings game plan, Wabi and PA, we talked about it. Yes, he did it. 342 yards, 129.5 passer rating, outdueled Aaron Rodgers. This was the key. Everybody kept saying, and granted, they're not a above 500 team, but everybody kept saying how prime time, how it didn't seem like Kirk Cousins had it. Well, tonight you saw it. And I think the key was a healthy Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs back on the field together. That was the key to this. And though they didn't run the ball much, this is not the team anymore. They are a pass-first team, and they're going to do that to then open up the run. That's Ron Johnson. I'm Eric Nordquist. This is Minnesota Vikings Fan Line, 651-989-5326, 800-320-5326. To Chuck, to Matt, to Tyler, to Tom, to David, hang on hold. We're going to take your calls next. Vikings Fan Line, 24-17, the final. Vikings with the victory. This is Minnesota Vikings football. The Twin Cities home for Vikings talk. FM 100.3 KFAN. The fan. He's out of the shotgun. Three receivers right, one left. Aaron's yet to be sacked tonight. Until now. And he's hit and sacked at the 30-yard line. A Raj. Taken down in tandem by Daniil Hunter and Tom Johnson. And Green Bay is punting. Rodgers back to pass. Looks right, sees nothing. He's hit, he's sacked. Sheldon has 
Welcome back to Minnesota Vikings fan line 24-17. Vikings over the Packers, 6-4 and 1 in the wild card driver's seat. Division's not dead, though. Division's not dead, but as for now, the fifth seed in the NFC, your Minnesota Vikings. Heard those highlights there. Aaron Rodgers, you know, of all the things you can look at tonight, Aaron Rodgers, a sub-200 game. Ron Johnson joining me. I'm Eric Nordquist. Ron, uh, Rodgers on a sub-200-yard performance through the air. Held him to about 5.8 yards per attempt until that final drive where he got some chunks to lead into that field goal to make it close, but he was sacked four times. A couple of those by Sheldon Richardson. At one point, Ron, they were doubling Sheldon and Richardson, believe this or not, they're leaving Linval Joseph single covered and Sheldon still got a couple of sacks. Yeah, and that's what we talked about all in the beginning of the year when they first signed Sheldon Richardson. We were saying who are they going to double? Do you double Daniil? Do you double Everson? Do you double you know, uh, Sheldon? You have to take your, and then now even Weatherly. I mean you have to take pick your poison, but on both those sacks, it was the same play. It was a twist game between Sheldon and the DN. First time it was uh, Daniil Hunter. Worked perfect. Second time, you saw Everson Griffin kind of pull the guard a little bit to help out. And Sheldon comes around and, again, another sack. So, And you can see when he got the sack, he kind of pointed to his teammate to to reaffirm, hey, you did your job. Thanks for doing that. I got the sack. So, I mean, this is just what the D-line wanted, switching guys in and out, getting a pass rush. And that's why the reason why Everson all offseason talked about they needed an aggressive and a, just a disruptive three technique, and you see it now. Packers haven't beaten the Vikings since the back end of the 2016 season. Still haven't tasted victory in U.S. Bank Stadium, so we love all that. Let's get to the phone line, 651-989-5326, 800-320-5326. I will start with David in Minneapolis. Welcome to Minnesota Vikings Fan Line. Hey, Norda, how you doing? Dave Ehrlich, Minneapolis. How you guys doing tonight? Good evening, sir. Thank you. Huge win. You guys do an exceptional job. So a couple comments. You know, I, I get so excited when I see this Vikings team show up. And I want to point out two, two, three quick points, all right, guys? Number one, when our offensive line comes together and gives our quarterback time to throw the ball, look at the results we have. The absolutely great running game, and that's what I want to break it down to. When our running game is working and we get Delvin Cook involved, which makes the offensive line block for him, we play great. When our defensive line, factor number two, gets after the quarterback tonight against Rodgers, we play great. The whole thing is that Kirk Cousins has time. He can play great. So the comments I want to make, guys, as I hang up and listen, is when these three three things happen, the offensive line running game, the defensive line putting pressure on their quarterback, and Kirk Cousins, those three things, why can't we be the contender for the Super Bowl? And I'll hang up and listen. You guys have a great night. Why not us, David? Thanks for the call. Um, I look at this, Ron, to, to what he was talking about. Kirk did uh, hit the turf a couple of times. Uh, one of them actually pushed the Vikings out, created a fourth and long, ended up, I believe, having a punt in that circumstance. Uh, but 29 rushing attempts tonight, Ron. Uh, it wasn't at five or six yards a clip, but it was effective running in various spots that kept putting the Vikings in advantageous down and distant situations. Yeah, I mean... The, the biggest thing about the run, you saw them get a little bit more creative. You saw some pulling tackles. You saw the pulling tight end with Dalvin Cook running the counter off of it. You saw Latavius Murray doing the same. So what they're doing is they're not going to line up and just try to run it down your throat and hit you in the mouth. They're going to get creative with the movement of their offensive line. You're going to see some, some tight end movement. We didn't have David Morgan again, um, but they they found a way to get around it with uh, having uh, C.J. Helm in the game as a lead blocker, which then you saw um, because of how effective he is as 
lead blocker. They left him kind of wide open in the flat on the play action. So I think it was a, overall it was a decent run game. It wasn't, you know, the, the 50 to 85 yards we were hoping out of uh, the Dalvin Cook and Latavius Murray. But I think combined with the 17 yards from Kirk Cousins and 12 yards from uh, Stephon Diggs, they got it done. Uh, the key for me was that fourth down drive. It resulted in no points, so that's negative, Ron. But if you remember, it was 24 to 14, and it was an 11-play, nearly seven-minute drive into the fourth quarter uh, that limited their ability uh, to get anything done. And part of that was getting Latavius Murray the ball and getting some good push uh, via the runs. Let's get back to the phone lines here. And uh, Tyler, welcome to Minnesota Vikings fan line. Tyler, hello. How's it going? So you see the Vikings defense finally living up to all their contracts. And you're playing against a, a Packers team that's defense is, well, it's, it's just borderline unacceptable with all the injury, injuries and whatnot. But um, do you think that the Packers defense is having a big issue with Aaron Rodgers pulling Clay Matthews here a little bit too hard back there in the locker room? Your thoughts? Yeah, I don't know much about that, Tyler. I know that the <laughs> Packers defense is injury riddled. They were without three members of their secondary. I'm trying to remember now. Brashad Breeland was out. Uh, Kevin King was out. And uh, so they've had the issues. Mike Daniels pr probably led to, you know, having uh, maybe advantage matchups on our O line. You know, defensively, though. You look at this team in primetime. I know this is we're, we're one in four in primetime games in 2018, Ron. Uh, but they put Drew Brees on his least productive game of the year mm -hmm. that Sunday Night Football several weeks ago. Uh, they put uh, three takeaways on uh, Mr. Trubisky and that Bears defense uh, last week, or Bears offense last week, and then they did this to Rodgers. So from our defensive perspective, you know, if we're limiting the turnovers, which is this is just the second game of the year, 11 games in, that the Vikings played a turnover-free performance, Ron, and when we're limiting those turnovers, this defense is doing its thing, we're coming out with victories, oddly enough. Yeah, and if you look at, I mean, the first drive was a three and out for the Packers, then you come back, touchdown, touchdown, but then after that, there was nothing. There was punt, 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 got it back on downs, punt, punt, and then the field goal at the end of the game, which was kind of obligatory because they were just trying to find a way to come back. So th theoretically, this team, after those first two early touchdowns, figured it out, got Aaron Rodgers uncomfortable, which we said he had to be uncomfortable in the pocket, and he looked very uncomfortable for most of the night. That's Ron Johnson. I'm Eric Nordquist. This is Vikings Fan Line, 651-989-5326, 800-320-5326. Your Vikings are 6-4-1 after the 24-17 win tonight over the Packers at U.S. Bank Stadium. More calls next. This is Minnesota Vikings football. KFAN, the fan. Cousins under center, swings it out, right flat, Cook on the run. 25-20, 15-10, to the 5, is the single set play action. Kirk back to pass again. He's looking for gold in the end zone. Touchdown! Stephon Diggs! And it's 14-13 Green Bay. A couple
couple touchdowns you heard there, both to Dalvin Cook via the air and then Stephon Diggs, a 30-yard touchdown. Uh, I guess namaste in the end zone for Stephon Diggs. And the Vikings win 24-17. This is Minnesota Vikings fan line. Eric Nordquist here with you in for Corey Cove. Ron Johnson by my side. And let's just jump right to those fan li- uh, f- phone lines. 651-989-5326. We'll start with Tom in St. Paul. Yes, hi. I'm very happy with the Vikings win tonight, but my question is about Zimmer and what he said at halftime. Can you hear me? I'm listening, yes. Yeah, at halftime, Zimmer said that he was not going to rely on his kicker <laughs> and that he was, going to, he was going to rely on his offense to move the ball. So then why is Zimmer immediately using his kicker to make it 17-14? Uh, thanks for the call, Tom. I'd have to look back, and I'm going to – it was either a run for a loss, Ron. I, I don't know if you heard it if you were watching the TV copy. We got a note from it here. I was in the radio booth. Yeah. Uh, Zimmer, coming out of the half, uh, said to Michelle Tafoya that he's going to go for it on fourth downs yep. in the second half because he doesn't want to put the game in the hands of his kicker. Dan Correct. Bailey, of course, yep. misses. It was a 40-some-yard attempt in yep, the 56-yarder. So uh, an emotional and uh, frustrated Mike Zimmer regarding the kicker situations at that point. Vikings are 0-5 on field goals against right. the Packers in 2018. Uh, but, then in, but in that spot, uh, he put Daly, uh, Bailey back in it. And as I'm looking at it here, it was third and seven and at the Green Bay 10 and Cousins was sacked. So it was fourth and 16 at the 19, probably why Dan Bailey attempted the field goal. Yeah, and that's an emotional kind of a speech right there to say I'm going to go for it on fourth down. I mean, we already know how Zimmer feels about kickers um, and, you know, the Bailey issues and and then the past kickers issues of the Minnesota uh, Vikings kickers. But at that point, from where he was, that's a chip shot. So you got to let him make. I think the 48 and the 56, that's kind of like, okay, these are bombs. Like, if he makes these, great. If he doesn't, hey. Like, 48 is almost a 50-yard kick. So I think that's where he was kind of thinking. If we're, we're at the 48, 50, you know, the 30 range where – we don't really want to pooch punt, and we really don't want to kick the field goal. I'm going to go for it. I think he more so meant just if it's manageable, I'm going to go for it. I'm not going to put the, I'm not going to let my kicker try a 50 yarder anymore. Uh, when you look at this real quickly, and then we'll get back to the phone lines here, Ron. Uh, Post 2015, Blair Walsh, the 27 yarder in the playoff game, yep. that wasn't good. He leaves the next season midway through. Enter Kai Forbath, misses some extra points, makes the kicks when they matter. Yep. See you later. You draft a kid in the fifth round. He misses three at Lambeau. He's cut. Now he's making memories for the Raiders. And then enter uh, Dan Bailey, historically one of the most accurate. Now he's having his own trials and tribulations with the Vikings. What do you account for? I mean, what, what's going on? <laughs> Honestly, I have Ridiculous. no idea about kickers, so I don't even want to speak on it. But Just score touchdowns every time, right? That's it. Just but be that, better in the red zone. Be Mike better in the, red zone. in the red zone. Yeah, but I mean, honestly, the biggest thing for kickers, though, I know they're creatures of habit, and it's like playing golf. If you're, you know, 100 yards, yards and in on a chip or 80 yards in shot those are usually if you're a pro golfer you're pretty good at those but then you see guys like tiger woods and phil somehow like they call it the yips or whatever you want to call it they start to miss those shots and they're going a little bit to the right or they're going off the green to the left or they're in the sand so it's the same kind of a thought of it's a simple easy swing through follow through uprights 
sometimes I think kickers get in their own head and they're thinking about it and they're all of a sudden, okay, I need to push it a little bit more right because it went left. Then they push it too far or I need to come across, I'm coming across my body too much, so let me straighten my leg up or, you know, all that kind of stuff I think goes into an account. But honestly with kickers, it's it's all in their head. Like it's it's yeah. like a pitcher or, you know, Markel Folks right now with the 76ers who can't make free throws. I mean – it, sometimes it just gets in your head and you cannot get it out. Every single kicker the Vikings have had over the last several seasons now has had said yips. Let's get back to the phone lines. Vikings fan line 24-17. Vikings 6-4-1, and one, a wild card team. Division not dead, but still a playoff squad nonetheless. Beating the Packers this evening at U.S. Bank Stadium. 651-989-5326, 800-320-5326. Matt Inidina, welcome to Vikings fan line. Hey, guys. So uh, the worst thing that I've seen uh, from a coaching decision this year, it came in week six with the Colts, Frank Reich. The game is tied, and he decides to go for it on fourth. And uh, Houston ends up winning that game, and the Colts drop to one and five, and they're really going to need that tie. It should have just been tied in that game. They're really going to need that going forward. But what Zimmer did just had me scratching my head. I know you guys are going to get a ton of calls on this, but we're up 24-14, and then he trots the offense back on fourth and two with an easy chip shot for Dan Bailey. I just had, I was sitting on my couch and pulling my hair out because we need to go up 13 there. They get the field goal late, and we're only up seven. Like if we had missed the onside kick, it would have been a catastrophe. And you give Aaron Rodgers seven points, you know, it's uh, it could have been really bad. But that's going to be forgotten in this game. What were your thoughts on that? Uh, I'll hang up and listen. Well, uh, thank you for that, Matt. Uh, on the front end, I'll be honest, I was I was shocked by it. I, I yeah. mean, you know, Aaron Rodgers, as mythical as he can be, you mm -hmm. get that touchdown there, and that's a 17-point game, and, and no matter what he can do with three possessions, it ain't working. Right. And, Game's and, over. And that was my same take. I tweeted that out, and then right away Rosie agreed with that, and a lot of people did. But then no, some... You wanted him to kick it, though, rather. Right. I wanted him to kick it because I'm yeah. like, you make it a two-score game, two touchdowns, touchdowns. to yes. win the game versus um, now a, a touchdown and then a field goal to tie and go in overtime because after an onside kick, you can right away kick a, you know, if you have to, kick a field goal and then try to you know tie the game and take it overtime sure but then the analytics of it what other people are looking at is the aggressive nature of if he scores a touchdown game over so i think that's part or if you you know convert the first down then you score a touchdown game's over because now there's no way three scores they can come back so i get both sides of it i mean i know at times we said why why aren't you more aggressive and so he's doing it it just didn't work out and that's you know a conversation between him and d filippo my guess at that point and said hey Let's go for the dagger. Let's just take them out of this game. I want to see that replay uh, as we go to break because I believe Adam Thielen streaking to the corner of the end zone was wide open to make that play work, and he ends up going the short pass. It's batted, and Rodgers takes over and makes us sweat a little bit uh, before the end of the game. 24-17, to 17, the final. This is Minnesota Vikings fan line. Uh, get your calls in and get your opinions heard. 651-989-5326, 800-320-5326. Chuck and Chris and Adam and more. Uh, hang on hold. We'll get to your calls coming up here. This is Minnesota Vikings fan line. Ron Johnson's here. I'm Eric Nordquist. This is KFAN and the Minnesota Vikings radio network. Second and nine from the Vikings 18. Cousins from under center. Back to pass. Dials up a deep shot to Thielen right side. And amazingly, he caught it at the Green Bay 49 in double coverage. It's a cold-blooded connection of 33. How in the heck did Cousins thread that needle? Kirk rolls out to the right. He can run for a bunch if he wants it, but he throws. Caught Thielen at the five. Reaches for the goal stripe. 
Minnesota Vikings fan line, 24 to 17. I love the positive highlights in a primetime game for the first time in 2018. <laughs> it's Eric Nordquist, Nordo, producer nine to noon here with you, Ron Johnson, uh, by my side, and uh, Adam Thielen. You know, a night that he had after a couple of games where the the production went down, uh, he had eight catches, 125 yards, and a TD. Uh, he's got to be, I think he's like 25 or so receptions away from setting a franchise record uh, for catches in a season. So Adam Thielen back on the in the mix tonight, and then Stephon Diggs had a touchdown. Uh, the the receiving core certainly feeling the fruits of the labor of one Kirk Cousins and uh, the playmaking ability, the catch that Thielen made. You heard that highlight just battling with Jair Alexander and winning the battle and then fighting his way into the end zone. Thielen was fantastic again tonight. Yeah, I mean, and, and some of the throws were basically you go make a play for me. Like the Thielen throw when he uh, mossed uh, Jair Alexander, that was just a, a great route. Um, a throw kind of where only he can get it, and then you saw him with a little bit of body control as he bumped the DB and then let the ball just come over his back shoulder. But then also the other throw, I mean, you look at Stefan Diggs and Adam Thielen. We, we've talked about this numerous times. I've said they both have to be on the field because they play so well off of each other. And, it again, it's like, which way do you want to die? Do you want to die slowly? And that's why a lot of people uh, double digs. And then it's like, hey, or do you want a quick death and let digs just eat you alive? But what you saw, too, even to seal the game, the slant route that, that digs ran, Kirk threw it behind him. I don't know if he was throwing it, you know, if he missed the throw or just thought he needed to throw it behind him or what. But digs made a ridiculous catch for him. So, you know, give credit to, yes, Kirk's making those throws, but these receivers are making plays for him when a lot of times um, a lesser receiver would drop it. You think Adam Thielen likes playing the Packers going back to week 16 at 2016? Uh, he had the 200-yard game, two scores there. Then he had uh, nine catches for 96 last year. Actually didn't score a touchdown against him last season, but then going back to the tie week two, uh, 131 yards in a TD. And then tonight again, the uh, another touchdown and a above 100-yard performance. So Adam Thielen uh, does well against the green and gold. We like that in the border battle for sure. Vikings fan line, 651-989-5326, Chuck in Rochester, welcome to Minnesota Vikings fan line. Thank you, gentlemen. I hate to beat a dead horse to death, but I'm with the other two callers about the play in regards to not uh, going for the field goal, especially at the end, as, as Ron Johnson pointed out, and making it so that the Vikings have to get, or I should say the Packers have to get two touchdowns rather than just a field goal and a touchdown to tie us. But nonetheless, uh, it was great to see the team go Without any uh, turnovers, they got to continue to do that. And then just last one last thought, and I know this has nothing to do with the Vikings, but Ron Johnson, I was impressed by them Gophers last Saturday here, winning that game like they did and getting a bull bid. So that's it. Thanks, guys. Hey, thank you. And uh, Ron's been so impressed, he hasn't stopped tweeting about the acts uh, for the last <laughs> nearly, it's got to be 28 to 30 hours now, oh, yeah. Ron. A uh, very exciting moment for Golden Gophers getting the axe for the first time in 15 years. And uh, we're going to dedicate a lot of time to that on the station over the next week, I'm sure. Uh, moving on, though, because we did we did cover a lot of it, and, and we've shared our thoughts on, on what to do in the fourth and two. Uh, you love it if it works, and you're annoyed by it if it doesn't. Uh, we sweat a bit, and we got through it. Uh, Chris in Northern California, welcome to Vikings Fan Line. Hey, good to be here, guys. How you guys doing in this cold country? Doing well, thank you. 
Hey, it's good to be here. I, just a couple things, right? Like, I uh, looking forward to the next two weeks. We've got a tough two road games. I think that's obvious. And I think our weakness is obvious, which is our, our rushing offense. Like, how do we better that? And what are your thoughts on getting around secondaries in the next two weeks that are strong on the secondary defense? And how do we expose that in the rushing offense? Yeah, I appreciate the call, uh, Ron. You know, kind of a twofold thing. Yes, and and we'll doc we'll we'll talk about this later in fan line too. I mean, tough. You you needed this win tonight. Mm. I mean, really making the playoffs is beginning to get less than a coin flip's chance. If you lose tonight, then you got to go play Brady and then the Seahawks squad that just. I mean, they don't die. This team, I mean, continues to make plays with Russell Wilson and company. Uh, the 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 running game tonight was effective because they kept doing it. Um, and then that put them in positions with the tremendous performance from Kirk. But how do you how do you make the running game great again, Ron? I mean, honestly, it's not that it's bad. It's just you have a passing quarterback now, and you you don't have the offensive line that you once had with Adrian Peterson. I think this team has become a pass first team, similar to what Tom Brady had, similar to what. Peyton Manning had when he was with the Colts. The Colts still found ways to get, you know, 800-plus rushing yards out of their running backs, but it was designed through passing first. First and second down, a lot of times to start the game, and we're seeing that. That's what we see here now. It's a pass. And so what they're going to have to do is when they, the more they pass, the more sub-packages they get. The good thing about Dalvin Cook, though, is he can catch the ball, and he can also line up at receiver, as we've seen. So Almost like Alvin Kamara does with um, Mark Ingram, you have two running backs in the game at all times, or not all times, but most times, and you still find a way to run the ball. When Dalvin Cook's in the game with the Latavius Murray, and I don't know, you know, they haven't done it much, but I don't know how many times they're going to do it. Put him at the outside receiver. See what he can do. And then if they spread out and put linebackers out there, now there's only one linebacker in the box. Latavius Murray can run the ball on a four-man box, and that's what they're going to have to get to, where they're spreading people out. They're getting linebackers out of there because they're covering a tight end like Rudolph spread out. They're covering Dalvin Cook spread out. And now you have Latavius Murray running up the middle with five linemen and four people in the box. That math adds up as a W in the run game for the Vikings. And then also, though, if they if they continue to say, hey, we're just going to keep these guys in here and go, man, then you throw the ball. And so it's almost like an RPO without actually having to run the ball. You take a look and see what you have, and then you call the play from there. I dig that. Uh, 91, 91 yards on 29 rushes, only 3.1 a carry, but but effective in certain situations. Vikings win 24-17. to 17. This is Minnesota Vikings fan line. At this point, we're going to let the network go. Uh, the next time you on the Minnesota Vikings radio network hear from us, uh, will be around 2 p.m. pregame kicking off. Uh, it's going to be Vikings at New England at Foxborough. Uh, with an opportunity to beat Brady and Belichick. That's going to be a fun one. Please join us. Uh, you can, of course, continue to listen to Fanline on the flagship 100.3 FM, The Fan, and with the free iHeartRadio app. Download that thing and keep us tuned in. To those of you on hold currently, we will get to your phone calls around the corner. This has been the KFAN and the Minnesota Vikings Radio Network. Back to Vikings football on FM 100.3 KFAN. Vikings Fan Line now continues on FM 100.3 KFAN, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130, and the Fan Radio Network. Vikings Fan Line on the Fan is presented by the Greater Twin Cities Honda Dealers. 
Safe Basements of Minnesota, Marketplace Home Mortgage, and by Youngstats. To join in on the conversation on FanLine, call 651-989-KFAN or 800-320-5326. Now it's your reaction to all the action. Vikings FanLine, along with Ron Johnson, here's KFAN's Corey Cove. Twenty-four to seventeen is the final from U.S. Bank Stadium. I'm Eric Nordquist. Ron Johnson is here with me. This is Minnesota Vikings fan line, and it continues six five one nine eight nine five three two six eight hundred three two zero five three two six. We're going to get to your calls shortly, but first and foremost, I want to get to the West Bend Mutual Insurance silver lining moment of the day. It's a special teams play that actually goes in our favor. Let's listen to that highlight. Big Matt Wild moment. Super high punt inside the 20. Oh, it touched to Ramon Williams at the 14. Sherrills. Where is it? Marcus Sherrills has it. Yes, Tremont Williams with a boneheaded play. He let the punt bounce off him, and Marcus Sherrills recovered it for the Vikings at the 16. Main man Marcus coming up big. Ron Johnson, a special teams play that went in the favor of the Vikings. It was fantastic for Mon Williams. Uh, he was exploited in the passing game for the Vikings offense, and I don't know why you don't just fair catch that at that stage. He makes a massive mistake, and it plays into the favor of the Purple. Yeah, he's got to get out of there. I, don't, I mean, if you know you're not going to catch it, not only could it have hit him, which it did, it could have hit any of his teammates. He's got to scream, Peter, 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 and get out of there. Like, he's standing around as if, I don't know what he thought was going to happen. But, again, a great play by Marcus Sherrills. I know Marcus Sherrills. I saw him on the sidelines as well. He was excited about the axe. So it was just, it was just, you know, I think the Gophers addition to the building um, just helped Marcus in that play right there. But yeah, I mean, that was, that was a strange play. And I know they're going to watch that film back later and just say, dude, it bounced literally at your toes. Like, why didn't you just fair catch that? So who knows? Vikings fan line continues. That's Ron Johnson. I'm Nordo 24 to 17, the final, and let's get to the phone lines. Adam and Fargo, you are on Minnesota Vikings fan line. Hey, guys. Uh, you were talking about the success of Adam Thielen against Green Bay. It's been the total opposite for Laquan Treadwell, and he, I think he had one drop today, and I didn't, I didn't see him after that. I don't think he got targeted after that. Uh, do you think Kirk Cousins will continue to target him less, or do you think we'll maybe see some other receivers try to step into that number three spot? Thanks, guys. Hey, thank you. You know, I'm, uh, I mean, he, it was an awful drop by Laquan Treadwell. I'll have to uh, I'll have to look at the stats here, and from what I'm seeing right here, three targets, Treadwell, one catch. Yeah, one catch for six yards on three targets. And uh, the thing with Laquan is, after he dropped that, it may have been the same drive. I don't recall, uh, but he was wide open, and Kirk Cousins, you could see double clutched, looking at Laquan, and then forced it inside. It might have been Rudolph or Diggs. I can't remember who. They end up moving the chains on the play. Uh, but I'm sure after moments like that that uh, there's some second-guessing with the quarterback. Yeah, I mean, quarterbacks are human. So, you know, it's like any anybody. If anybody lets you down or you don't have a 100% complete confidence in them, you're going to start to second-guess some of the throws because you do have the option. I mean, you have option one, two, and three. So, you know, just like if you have Randy Moss and you cannot see him, you're going to throw the ball up. You don't care. You're like, I know Randy's running the go route. 
I cannot see him, but I know he's down there somewhere. Let me just throw this up and see what happens. And and he doesn't have that confidence right now in Treadwell, and so he's going to have to earn it. Like, as a receiver, when you make mistakes like that, you have to earn the quarterback's trust, and it's, you know, it's late in the season, so that's the tough thing about earning the trust this late in the season when you're 6-4-1 is there's not a ton of opportunities left to continue when Audrick Robinson – you know, came in and had, you know, early success right away. Um, didn't see much of him either, but had early success right away. And then you turn around and you have a guy like Adam Thielen, um, you know, who was killing it. And then Stefan Diggs was very reliable. Also, Kyle Rudolph. And so, you know, when you have so many options to throw the ball to, your your opportunities become far and few between. And so that's what's going to happen like the rest of this, you know, this week and, and going forward. He's going to have to earn that trust back. And he did after the Packers game. I mean, after the Packers game, he had, you know, some success early on and, and came through. And so he's going to have to start over again. Uh, the team does need a reliable third receiving option. Uh, Kyle Rudolph neglected over the last handful of weeks, had seven catches for 63 yards. Dalvin Cook getting him the ball in space. Out, out of the backfield. Hey, it worked on the 26-yard touchdown. We love that. Uh, let's do this. Uh, one more thing. We heard from the West Bend Mutual Insurance silver lining moment of the game. Let's hear this. The Minnesota Laborers Union hardest working player of the game. This guy showed up big in prime time. Rogers back to pass. Looks right. Sees nothing. He's hit. He's back. Sheldon has two. Sheldon Richardson brings down Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are punting. Minnesota Laborers Union, hardest working player of the game. I give it to Sheldon Richardson because he was working on double teams almost all night. He got through, and he got to Aaron Rodgers, two of the four sacks, courtesy of number 93, Ron. Yeah, I mean, Sheldon Richardson just continues to play hard every single play, and now you're starting to see the fruits of his labor of the guys working together. I mean, the the, the stunts and the, the DN twists and the games, they're, they're having not only is timing a big piece of that because if Sheldon Richardson loops too soon, the tackling guard can switch off and they know right away, I'm going to take Everson, you take Sheldon. But because he's kind of pushing up and then letting Everson collapse and then he's going and has the speed. I mean, it's almost like he was shot out of a rocket. He has the speed to still get to the quarterback after a loop, which you don't have a lot of three techniques with that speed. And that's why you've seen him slim down since his Jets days. And it's showing that, you know, one-year contract, I I want more money. I dig that. 24-17, to 17, the final. Thanks to Sheldon Richardson for contributing to that. Vikings, as you mentioned, Ron, are 6-4-1. And this is Minnesota Vikings fan line, 651-989-5326, 800-320-5326. Uh, when we come back, more of your calls, more analysis. This is Minnesota Vikings fan line, KFAN, Twin Cities News Talk, and the Fan Radio Network. <laughs> Welcome back, Minnesota Vikings fan line, 651-989-5326, 800-320-5326. Vikings win 24-17, improved to 6-4-1 on the season. If the playoffs started today, they would be the first wild card or the uh, fifth overall seed uh, in the NFC playoffs. And uh, I believe they would face the Dallas Cowboys. But before we look ahead more than a month and change into what might happen, let's look at what happened this evening in the 24-17 victory. And this play came early, but I picked this as my tplusride.com book your way play of the day because I loved seeing this guy get into the end zone. Cousins under center, swings it out, right flat, Cook on the run, 25-20, 15-10, to the 5, touchdown! Dalvin Cook got into the end zone! That's his first touchdown this season! It's a 26-yard score! 
That's your tplusride.com. Book your way. Play of the day. Dalvin Cook, 10 carries, less than 30 yards on the ground. It was a tough night uh, mowing things through the run game, but he had the three catches, including that 26-yard TD. That's uh, his first touchdown since, I believe, the Lions game, where ultimately he tore his ACL in that one in last year in 2017, Ron. Um, I am championing the cause. If you got this guy thinking that he was dynamic and you thought that this was the answer, getting him as a receiver out of the backfield, of course he can run the ball, all of those things. He was leading in the league and rushing before he got hurt last year. Why is he getting 12 touches in the Bears game last this, last weekend if he's healthy? Why did he only get 13 touches? Dalvin Cook in space is elite, and I want to see more of it, Ron. I mean, honestly, though, if you look at what Dalvin Cook is, he's he's a he's a basically the same. He's a he's a poor man's right now. I'd say Alvin Kamara. Like he's fast, he's explosive. We saw on the touchdown catch how, like, once he gets going downhill, you cannot tackle him in space. But Alvin Kamara only had 14 touches. He had 89 yards, though, on those 14 carries. Sorry, 14 carries. Then he also turned around and had only one catch last week. But that's, what, 15 touches, you know, and that's what Alvin Kamara's sample size looks like. Now, on the other hand, you have Mark Ingram, 11 carries, 52 yards. You know, so not to say, you know, Drew Brees and Kirk Cousins are the same, or Alvin, or whatever, Mike Thomas and Adam Thielen, you can interchange them. Sure. But theoretically, we have what the Saints have. Our offensive line might not be as good, but we do have in weapons, we have what the Saints have in a Dalvin Cook and Alvin Kamara, a Mike Thomas, um, and an Adam Thielen, and then Stephon Diggs. I mean, we can theoretically have that offense, which they're a pass-first offense, and they keep their running backs on the field so that you are in base coverage. And when you go base, now you put Cook out there at receiver. Let him run some routes. He said he can run routes. He told me this last year at the NFL draft. I was like, hey, if, if DiFilippo splits you out and puts you at receiver, can you do it? He's like, oh, yeah, I do it in practice all the time. So that's the thing where I think they need to open up the playbook maybe even more and get a little bit more creative because we talked about the vanilla ice cream and one sprinkles and, and all the other stuff on it and the cherry on top. Um, today there was Fruit Loops in the press box for the ice cream. Never tried that before. I'm still not going to try it, but I saw that. But, hey, if you want to put Fruit Loops on your ice cream, uh, you have to do a little bit more than what yeah. we saw, which is the guys bunched up in the backfield and all of a sudden everybody disperses. Yeah. Teams already know you're going to do that. So when you line up in the backfield, if you're not going to run the ball from that set with Stephon Diggs in the backfield – like, you're not tricking anybody. You are making them delay to see what, like, formation you're in, but you're not tricking them. So you're just making them run a little bit. Personally. Exactly. So maybe do some of that stuff. Maybe run out of that set. Maybe throw a toss sweep to to, to, to uh, Diggs with Thielen and Trewell as the lead blockers. Maybe have them both on the field at the same time. Latavius exactly. Latavius and Dalvin, and you split, you know, Cook out and then see what they do with that. Motion him back to the backfield. Let him run. Let Latavius be the lead blocker. I mean, he's big. So there's a bunch of things you can do with this offense that I don't know if they're slow rolling it because this is DeFilippo's first year. We do have to remember that. Um, and they want to, you know, I don't know if they were thinking, okay, we're, we're definitely a playoff team. Let's save some of this for the playoffs. But at this point now, you need to let it all go and just say, hey, we got to win games to get to 10-5-1 so we can be in the playoffs at all. Well, based on what I've been seeing, if they're saving something for the playoffs, it better be magical, Ron. It better be magical. Six five one nine eight nine five three two six eight hundred three two zero five three two six. Regardless of magic, the Vikings got the win today because they were just the better team. Twenty four to seventeen, the final. Let's hit the phone lines. Uh, Rocky in Evansville, welcome to Vikings fan line. Hey there, guys. How's it going? Very well, thank you. 
say you don't hear this a lot this season, but I want to say a shout out to that offensive line tonight. I think they gave Kurt plenty of time to look down the field and make the right reads and throw the ball where it needed to be. Uh, second thing, can we put the Kurt Cousins, Case Keenum debate to bed? I think Kurt is by far better than Case. Case had a great year last year, and let's commend him for that, but let's move on. And third thing I had was I've noticed that a couple of games, we'd be in third and short. Our corners are 10 yards back, and they're throwing short little screens and picking up the first down. I don't know if there's something we can do about that, but that's just my thoughts, and I'd uh, just like to hear your guys' thoughts on it. Uh, thanks for the call. Uh, Case Keenum beat the Steelers today. So, I mean, you know, what can you do? Yeah, he found a way to beat them, but, I mean, honestly, if you look at red zone efficiency last year, Case Keenum was one of the top five. This year, he is in the bottom five for anybody that's ever thrown a ball in the red zone this year alongside of Josh Allen, Sam Bradford, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and uh, and oh, Aaron Rodgers. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers is down there too in the bottom. Uh, Case had a running game a year ago. Kirk does not have a running game. And, True. Uh, that's uh, for me. I, I I go back to it all the time. I I need I need running attempts. I need effective running for this for this offense to come. And you you need the third receiver, which is a big part of that as well. And we've seen it struggle, kind of like the Falcons on Thanksgiving uh, evening, mm-hmm. where you know they have Julio and they got yep. Calvin Ridley and they got Sanu and Matt Ryan could sling it all over the park. Guess what happened when they were unable to get Tevin Coleman running the ball early on? He threw for 350 yards, and they lost by, what, 17 points because they couldn't effectively run the ball and control it. So is this running game, as you saw, 29 carries tonight, I think so goes positivity offensively and certainly it'll show up in the wing column. Um, I want to look at this. Advanced Imaging Solutions Closer Look. Technology simplified for your copy, print, and IT needs. Advanced Imaging Solutions, what's your closer look? Yeah, I mean, we're going to go back to a three and out. So I think that's a big key for the Vikings defense to, like you said, if they can get off the field and Kirk Cousins can stop having turnovers, which you saw tonight, they can beat anybody in this league. And, and, and that's what we saw. Two for ten on third down, um, 20% third down. They're still the number one third down defense in the NFL. And then another one is Kirk Cousins, or sorry, uh, Aaron Rodgers, another part of that three and out in the third downs, getting off the field. In the last three seasons, he's only had one game under 200 yards in each of the seasons. 2016, he had 199 yards, so basically not even under 200. And then this year, he had 199 yards, which, you know, basically is right at 200. The Vikings held him to his worst passing game of the season and of the last three seasons. This is his worst. So that's one of those things where the Vikings took advantage of him and made sure other or sorry last year other than the hurt game against the Vikings when he had threw for 89 yards. I can't really count that because Anthony Barr took him out the game. But other than that, I mean. Aaron Rodgers, we we see what he can be and who he can be, and that's one of those things that you have to turn around and say, what was the key? It was third down. They got off the field. They only converted two of them. Final segment of Minnesota Vikings fan line around the corner. That's Ron Johnson. I'm Eric Nordquist uh, chatting about the 24-17 victory. Vikings over the Green Bay Packers. This is Vikings fan line on KFAN, Twin Cities News Talk, and the Fan Radio Network. Your radio digs for Vikings football is FM 100.3 KFAN, the fan. 
Hook is the single set play action. Kirk back to pass again. He's looking for gold in the end zone. Touchdown! Needed that one, 24-17, the final from U.S. Bank Stadium. Vikings improving to 6-4-1, and one. hot in the wild card race. And at this point of the year, we start to look at how the Panthers are doing, how the Seahawks are doing. Well, the Vikings face the Seahawks. Monday Night Football in a couple of weeks. Uh, Vikings get the victory tonight in the border battle, and uh, they put the Packers basically in, uh, in life support slash you have no chance mode at 4-6-1. So that feels good as Vikings fans with the border battle. Ron Johnson with me. I'm Eric Nordquist in for Corey Cove. Uh, just final thoughts, not only anything maybe from tonight, Ron, but looking forward, it's a 325 kickoff next weekend at Foxborough, Brady, and Belichick on the horizon for the Purple. Yeah, five games left, and this is the stretch where I said they have to go 4-1. and one. Like, there's no debating. I mean... Nine wins possibly get you a wild card with as bad as the NFC looks right now. But 10 wins, I think, secures it because you saw the, the Panthers took a loss to the Seahawks. I think they can beat the Seahawks. Even if they lose to the Patriots and the AFC team, who's most likely you know, a Super Bowl favorite, it doesn't hurt you as far as beating the rest of these NFC teams. And then the key is that last game versus the Bears. That one can really help you out because I know the Bears would love to beat the Vikings and keep them out of the playoff hunt, but they have to win out 4-1, and one, and that's kind of my takeaway going forward from here. I dig it. Uh, Ron Johnson, of course, all over Minnesota Vikings football. You see him on Fox 9. Uh, of course, we'll probably hear from you at some point on uh, the Golden Gophers. Oh, yeah. The Axe We're definitely talking Axe talk. 2003, first time at Camp Randall since 1994. And uh, and thank you to all of you for tuning in, not only to Vikings football and the 24-17 victory tonight, uh, but for participating and being with us throughout Minnesota Vikings fan line. Vikings at Patriots next Sunday. It's a 325 kickoff pregame will roll out on the flagship right around 1. The Vikings Radio Network joins us around 2. And the Vikings try to beat Brady and Belichick in New England, trying to move to 7, 4, and 1. I'm Eric Nordquist. That was Ron Johnson. And, of course, continue to be with us starting tomorrow at 5.30 a.m. with the Power Trip Morning Show as we continue to recap the border battle victory tonight and start to peek forward at this five-game stretch to finish the 2018 season. Thank you, as always, for listening to The Fan. Have a great night. This has been Minnesota Vikings Fan Line on KFAN, Twin Cities News Talk, and The Fan Radio Network.